You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Uh, doing well. Healthy alive. Um, bit anxious to see how today's going to go. Big day. Um, it is a big day. Already seeing reports of uh, some violations at polling places. Some violations? Philadelphia. I would imagine uh, that there's a yeah. lot of violations going on all over the country, but the media is probably conveniently yeah. occupied elsewhere. Yeah, this one is, um, well, technically anecdotal data because it's people reporting showing pictures and video from their polling location um and uh, on twitter but um stuff that i'm seeing so far is things like um propaganda posters for biden and they're not 10 feet away they're literally on the building next to the front door to get into the polling location well, um, they don't care about that i mean kamala harris was standing out in front of a polling place campaigning what was it last week or so yeah they didn't care about that yeah that's illegal, yeah, by the way. It is it is illegal. They have um, posters and whatnot inside the polling locations. Also illegal. Uh, they're having uh, Democrat uh, I don't know, campaigners. I don't know what you want to call them, but they're in there handing out leaflets and whatnot to people waiting in line, telling them to vote for Dems, basically. Uh, um, also that, illegal. That's illegal. Yes. That, that's, you know, I, I want to take that story back to the time of my grandfather when he was a kid. He would go past polling places in a union town. So you know which way they voted, right? You would go past voting places, you know, polling places in a union town and the Democrat Party would be out front handing out pints of whiskey off the back of a pickup truck saying, hey, remember us. Think of us when you go into the polls today. They're not allowed to do that anymore. Because of that type of behavior right there, because you're buying votes going in and you're saying this is going on still. This is still going on. And also they're barring poll watchers from coming in uh, in many of these locations. And that includes where they're counting ballots. They're not allowing poll watchers to be close enough to observe what's going on They're um, The pictures I'm seeing, they're good 20, 30 feet away from uh, the tables. And uh, they have uh, barricades up, so they you know aren't uh, barring them from crossing, basically. Uh, and you know the tables go another twenty, thirty feet back. So I mean, it's it's you're not going to be able to watch from there. Um, they're also um, putting Republicans and Democrats in separate lines while you're waiting to go vote. Well, that's well, oh my God, if you're a Republican, you're going to wait forever. Yeah, polling locations, many of them were closed. Obviously, ballot closed? harvesting, we knew this was closed. Yeah, polling locations what, 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 Hold on a minute. What do you mean closed? They, you can't just say, oh, sorry, uh, we're going home for the day. It's election day. We're, sorry, we, we can't. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I realize that. But they're saying several locations are reported as being closed. Uh, let's see. Certified watchers being denied. I already mentioned that. Let's see. This was, that was two hours in, by the way. Four hours in, we have uh, voters are being turned away for wearing Trump gear. Republicans are being denied provisional ballots. Um, you know, then, it's uh, funny. Many... I, I'm seeing discrimination here, but I'm seeing it on one side only. Mm -hmm. And then uh, scanners are not operational across the state. Oh, oh, 
so we can't read the ballots electronically. Um, I'm sorry, we shouldn't have electronic readers. We shouldn't have electronic ballots at all. I'm just throwing that out there. We need paper ballots in clear boxes so we can keep an eye on them. So there's no ballot stuffing. So there's no funny business. I'm sure that we're going to see reports all day long and all night long about votes going in for R and they're getting changed to D in the electronic voting machines. We've been seeing that for a long time. It's been going on for a long time. And let's not forget who owns a lot of those electronic voting machines. A lot of those voting machines are owned by one company. And one company that owns that or that owns those machines is owned by a company that operates out of Spain. And who's the majority stakeholder in that company? George Soros. Just throwing that out there. Okay, so we we've got ballot we got polling places being closed. You've got Republicans and Democrats being split into lines. You've got uh, machines not working. What else is going? On? What other kind of funny business is going on? They're handing out leaflets to Democrats only. What, what other kind of funny being business is going on? Being turned away. I saw I saw something this morning. The, the Democrat Party campaign for Biden Harris sent a body double down to Florida, an actual body double of Kamala Harris. Sent her down with fake fake Secret Service actors down to which, by the way, that's impersonating an officer of the law. Just just saying they sent a fake Kamala Harris body double down to the polling place, a polling place in Florida. And you could tell it wasn't her. I saw the video. You could tell it wasn't her. And, and the, the voters that are standing out in front of there were so unaware that they actually thought that it was her. They actually believed it. And they were getting pictures and putting up on their social media. Look, I'm with uh, I'm with Vice President Kamala Harris, blah, blah, blah. It's sad. It's really sad. It, it is it is genuinely sad to see that, to, to see that people fall for that hook, line and sinker. It is genuinely sad to see that. Yeah. So going into this, I was I was concerned already about these kind of shenanigans. But I had the the impression or belief that it wouldn't happen on a like a large scale, like hundreds of thousands. I was thinking, you know, the typical shenanigans that we would see every every election, thousands of votes, not hundreds of thousands. But if they continue doing this nonsense and aren't allowing poll watchers, for example, to be at the tables where they're counting the, the mail in ballots, if you're not allowed to be there, what kind of shenanigans are you pulling there? What do you what, what's going on? I was explaining that uh, last week how they how they do elections here in Europe and in uh, the UK on how their process works. You notice after the election of Boris Johnson and the conservative government in the UK, there was no funny business, as in the media didn't come out and, and cry foul. They didn't say anything about Russian hacking. They didn't say anything about uh, foreign interference because they couldn't. And this this is precisely w- what we need to adopt in the U.S. or something similar to it. We can put our own system of checks and security in place and do all that. But the electronic stuff's got to go. The mail-in voting, that never should have been allowed to to have been implemented in the first place. So that's got to go. The electronic stuff's got to go. All this has to go. Everything. If we're going to have free and fair elections, and if you ask the average leftist out there, seriously, if you ask the average leftist out there, do you think we should have free and fair elections? And they will say yes. They will say yes. Now, if you ask them if we have a free and fair election and Trump gets in, is that okay? Then they'll tell you no. Then they'll tell you no. But if you have a free and fair election and Biden gets in, oh, then that's fine. That's fine. This is the problem. So you you need to find a balance in there somewhere. And, And we can do that. Uh, which, by the way, I have that video of uh, it's it's Ami Horowitz. He's on the streets of New York. Uh-huh. 
The question is, we can play a couple minutes of that audio here. It's, it's pretty long, but I, I don't want to go through all of it. The question was, how far would you go to remove Trump from office? Right. That was the question. I'm Ami Horowitz, and Democrats have said that President Trump is trying to delegitimize the election and will not accept the election results. Well, let's see what would happen if the shoe is on the other foot. If Trump wins the election, would you necessarily accept the results? No. I hope that the country doesn't accept this. If he wins, I hope not, but if he does win... So you hope the country won't accept the results? I hope they do not. If Trump wins, would you accept the election results? No. 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 I think that this country will accept that. I'd be out here riding every day. Every day. When Trump, if Trump gets elected again, you'll catch me out here. Riding every day. Right. It's not going to be the end of it. How important is it to have a free and fair election? in the United States. Very. Very, I mean, that's the point of democracy. Yeah, it's just a basic democracy. Everyone's going to vote. It's everything. We're not having a legitimate and fair election and it's not a democracy. Is that, a, is that an extremely important value of America? Important. Yes. What's more important, a free and fair election or getting Trump out of office? Um, short-term free and fair election. Is more important? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no. Trump, Trump out. Trump out is more yeah, important. Trump out. What's more important? A free and fair election or getting rid of Trump? If you're being honest. <laughs> getting rid of Trump. Getting Trump out of office. Getting Trump out of office, for sure. If there is rampant voter fraud, would you accept Trump's election results? No. What? Because there's rampant voter fraud. If there's rampant voter fraud and Biden wins, would you accept the nice large ones? Yeah, I would. <laughs> if we're being honest. I'm being honest. Yeah, what? So if there is rampant voter fraud and Trump wins, is that a fair election? No, no, not at all. If there's rampant voter fraud and Biden wins, would you accept that result? Um, yeah, honestly, yeah. We're being honest about yeah, it. Yeah, honestly being, yeah. What are you going to do the day after if Trump wins? Uh, Ah, the tolerant left, man. You got to love them, right? You got mm. you got to love them. You got to admire their spirit, right? So they basically go through and they contradict everything that they say. And then at the end, oh, we've, it's important to have free and fair elections. But uh, uh-huh. if Trump wins, it's revolution time. We got to overthrow all this stuff and, and we got to destroy everything that America was founded on. Uh-huh. That sounds pretty free and fair to me. Does, you know, it, I wonder does if it get video... any more intelligent than that? I mean, this is uh, you, you should see these people. I mean, the, I know the listener out there, you can't see it. But these people, I mean, they look like they've been hit with some kind of a, a of a bioweapon or something. I mean, they look like they've had their soul sucked out. Most of them. And they're all up there masked up. Right. So, I mean, the, they're going to be the ones that are going to they're the sheep. Yeah, they're the CNN watchers. They're going to be the ones that are out there that are going to do whatever they're told. Their response is indicative of that. So you can hear in their responses. Do you think we should have a free and fair election? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. But if there's voter fraud, should Trump be should Trump declare victory? Would you accept that? Well, no, no, not at all. Well, if okay, if there's voter fraud and Biden declares victory, should you accept that? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course you should. So see, it's it, it, it's it's one side. It, like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't do that. There, there's no common sense. There's no logic. There's nothing. You can't sit down and, and talk any kind of sense to these people. I kind of want. Um, uh, now this is this is me being 
facetious. I want Biden to win and there be rampant voter fraud. But when they go to court and fight it, all the courts side with Biden. And then Biden gets to do his little pet projects and and destroy the nation and, uh, you know, have your little revolution and everything and enjoy those wonderfully high 65% death tax, uh, 70% tax over 100 or 400,000. You know, I mean, just enjoy your lovely taxes. You you want to be, did you hear Kamala Harris's um, oh, and the shutdowns. equality? And the shutdowns. Oh, and the shutdowns. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. got to shut down, wear masks, mandated over the entire nation. I, I saw the, Kamala the equity. Uh, yes. The, the equity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The cartoon. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's literally Karl Marx. It's literally Marxism. It's it's just, it's it's so frustrating that they're they're out they're out and out saying it now, and, and the American people are just like I I don't I don't know if their heads so far up their rear they can't see what's going on or I with I, I don't with responses it. like that that we just played the, the average person yeah, but, out there can't be thinking logically. I mean, no, granted, the, he's on the streets of New York. Ones, yeah, but those ones all sound like our age, the the loons that have already been indoctrinated and, you know, they're, they're already so uh, that's not surprising from those crazies. But the average yeah. American out here, I, you know, the ones that that hold a job that are, have a family or, you know, wh- whatever, you know, just the, the average person, I don't think I don't think they realize that Marxism is here. Maybe maybe they do. And they're just quiet because they're afraid of the mob. That That's well, I very honestly, likely. I it's an interesting point you bring up because the average person, and you, I think we're talking about, if I'm understanding, we're talking about places from like our parts of the country, the Midwest, flyover country, right? They think that because these loons aren't out there in their part of the country, that it doesn't exist and it doesn't affect them. It very much affects yeah. you. Let me explain. The Bolshevik revolution in Russia, when it took hold, when, when Vladimir Lenin and the Bolsheviks grabbed power in Russia, that wasn't a revolution, as the left would have you believe. That was not a revolution. I've studied it very carefully. And anybody that, that is interested in it can, can go and, and just look at it in a snap snapshot view, and you'll get the same type of an opinion about it based on what you read. Now, I've read several history books on it, so I haven't read one single point of view, but I can tell you for a fact, 1,200 people took over two towns and shot three people. That is not a revolution. That is an armed insurrection. That's all that is. So it wasn't this great, big, glorious battle that the old Soviets would have you believe. It wasn't that. It was as simple as the Russians were on the verge of democratic change, real democratic reform. And so the Bolsheviks swooped in and capitalized on that. They were opportunists more than anything else. And these people are no different. But it was those two towns. Yeah, it was those two towns that were key. That's that's the important thing here is that it was twelve hundred people, a very small minority of, of, of people we're talking about here, took over the largest landmass on the planet. Now, how did they do that? They, they didn't just do it overnight. It took them a good number of years. They took over the cities first, and then they were able to dumb down the mobs and turn the mobs and make the mobs poorer than they already were in the cities and indoctrinate the children in the schools and then turn them on to the outside communities known as kulaks, or that's the Russian word for profiteer. They went after the farmers specifically. What do we have in flyover country? Farmers. Yeah. So they look at the average person that's out in middle America as you're too stupid. You don't know what the world is like. You have no idea what's going on. When when in fact, we know exactly how things work. We know how to do things. We know how to build. We know how to produce. We know how to engineer. We know how to form communities based on real substance. The people that are in the cities don't do that. The ones that are in the bubbles, they're, they're disconnected from reality. They have absolutely no value for anything because they don't own anything. If you're in the city, 
Yes, you can own some property in there if you have a lot of money. But if you don't, then you're a zero asset person living in the city. You don't know what it's like to actually have something, to, to value something, to want to preserve something. So as a result, they don't care. So they'll take those the, those idealistic wound up loonies and they'll send them out into the suburbs and then later out into uh, rural America. It's the same tactic. This, this is an old game. This is an old game. To the average person out there, as you're talking about, that's out in the Midwest, they think that this doesn't affect them. It very much does. And when I've tried to portray this across to people from our part of the country, I mean, when I was back there last time, I said, look, you guys have no idea what's coming. I mean, that's why we sat down. We started doing this podcast because of that. We're, we're trying to we're trying to wake people up as to what's coming and, and where these people are at and, and where they're they're fortifying themselves. It's in the cities, isn't it? Looking a lot for, a lot like 19 uh, 1920s Russia, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of looking a little familiar. I'm kind of baffled that the, the people in the Midwest are so oblivious and are, you know, in some cases, like the big cities here in the Midwest, how they're being pushed around by like the mayors and the, the Karens and whatnot. I'm going to say something very controversial. You guys are the ones with the guns. Why are you being little pansies getting pushed around? I'm not saying go out in violence. I'm saying it's a deterrent, right? I mean, you should be standing up and saying, no, nah, I don't want to wear a mask or no, nah, I'm going to open my business. You should be the ones out there doing that. You should be the ones that are like the the frontline Americans, if you will. But apparently, I guess we're being we've been um, deballed. Honestly, I, I don't know if it's so much that I mean, may, maybe there's an element to that. Yeah, I, I agree, because, I mean, if this was 200 years ago and these people that are in all these positions around the uh, the country are, were behaving this way, well, we kind of know what would happen to them if this was 200 years ago. But this is not 200 years ago. This is 2020, almost to be 2021. Well, 2020, fast year, wasn't it? It was a fast but year. But the thing is, is we, we talked about this when we when we went over the um, the structure of socialism when, when we did our, uh, you know, a long layout about how socialist organizations structure themselves, how they conceal themselves, how they uh, talk to each other, how they get their points across, how they articulate their views and how they get you to believe what they believe without you realizing that you're believing them, if that makes any sense. And in a sense, that's what makes them so good at what they do to the unsuspecting person and more to the point to the unsuspecting mind. We've been intellectually disarmed. We don't teach that collectivism is the enemy any longer. We don't teach that. And when I say collectivism, I'm talking about in all forms, socialism, fascism, communism, Marxism. I, I don't care. Collectivism, period. Any form of it is a failure. It is an abject failure. It's killed 100 million people in the last century alone that we know of. And those are civilian deaths, not military. That's just that we know of. So this is not an ideology that that we need to be uh, pursuing. This is what they have the unsuspecting loons believing out there is this, this lunacy. Uh, and that, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a crackpot ideology that was put together by the Bernie Sanders of his time, Karl Marx, who was a bum that did absolutely nothing. Now, is that to say that he was unintelligent? Absolutely not. He was a very intelligent man. He was an extremely intelligent man. He got very good marks in, no pun intended, in history and in philosophy. Graduated from the University of Berlin in 1860 with a doctorate of philosophy. Here's the kicker. He came from a middle-class German family, a very well-to-do middle-class German family. Of course, his mother was, was a homemaker. I mean, obviously, women didn't work back then. But his father was a very prominent German lawyer. So he came from money. That's why he was able to go to the good schools. That's why he was able to uh, to be as academically inclined as he was, because he had a good education. He had a good upbringing. He had opportunity. But after he got out of college, 
he didn't really do anything. Marks, he, he didn't really do anything. He wrote some stuff and, and wrote some papers and obviously, you know, uh, met uh, Friedrich Engels, who was also a capitalist, I might add, who inherited a textile manufacturing business from his father in London. So <laughs> these are capitalists who created an ideology that was it was taken from several different aspects of uh, French, German and English uh, philosophical doctrines. And, and they just conjured up their own view of the world because they didn't like what they had to look at. And at the time, I can kind of understand it. Honestly, early 1900s, Europe was terrible. It was terrible. People lived in squalor. I mean, you still had, you know, it, it was still in the it was in the early stages of mass production of the Industrial Revolution. So it was very, uh, you know, it, it was people lived in, in horrible conditions. They didn't have enough food to eat. People were eating out of garbage cans. I mean, it was it was really bad. So I can understand seeing that and, and wanting to change the world. I get it. But conjuring up some lunatic idea like communism, uh, we see what the results of that have been. Now, on paper, it looks good, doesn't it? Socialism, all that stuff, right? On paper, it looks good. Margaret Thatcher, I think, said it best. Socialism is not a bad system until you run out of everybody else's money. And that's, to be honest with you, I mean, that's that's true. It's a it's a pretty decent system until you run out of everybody else's money. Once you do that, then it's tyranny and it's authoritarianism and people starve to death. That's what it is. Socialism, like though, paper, though. No, I don't like it on paper either. But I'm saying to the average person, it looks good on paper because everybody's got everything. Everybody's, you know, happy. Everybody that's some utopian crackpot dream is all that is. That's all that is. There's never going to be a system where, at least not in our lifetimes, where that happens. You've got too many idealistic people in this world. Evil still exists. We're fighting evil right now with all this stuff that we're seeing, with all these lockdowns and stuff. We talked about yesterday. China's open for business. They're open for business. We're not. The damn thing came from there and they're open for business. And when I say open for business, there's no masks. There's no social distancing. None of that stuff. They're allowed to reopen. We're not. We're being held in the West under siege. We're being told we have to shut down because of a virus and we have to level our economies. We have to destroy our economies because if it saves just one life, it saves just one life. An enemy bombing campaign couldn't do a better job than these bumbling fools in the European Union. I'm talking about all leaders of all nations that are imposing this garbage and in U.S. states where this is happening. If the Chicoms wanted to come across in heavy bombers and knock out our industry and knock out our our small businesses and knock out things that produce, they couldn't do a better job than our traitorous scumbag sellout, know nothing politicians that are running this very war against us and our way of life. Which this is exactly why I was mentioning uh, you as the uh, now to be clear, it's not just I'm not just meaning like flyover country. I'm also meaning like the suburban people and just, you know, the, the average person. Uh, when, when I'm talking about the ones that, that have all the guns and saying that you guys are the ones that could have affected change, I'm not saying you go out and shoot somebody or, or affect violence. Virginia. What I'm saying is, is yeah, Virginia. Gunner, I, I'm yeah, not the, saying to stop the Second Amendment, that kind of thing. Show the presence. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You just you just show the presence there. But when you put pressure on these governors, these mayors and that sort of thing, they will crack down on these anarchist types. They'll, they'll crack down on the Marxist stuff. You know, if, if they don't, that's when you uh, recall them and you, you know, do a new uh, new election, you know, or, or what have you. Um, violence is always the very last thing you do when it's a tyrannical government. That's the only way that you, you really should be doing any kind of violence, right? So we're nowhere near that. We have so many different legal options to do. Violence is not a good solution. So I just, you know, make that clear. But 
if we would have stood up against these mayors and governors, we would have been uh, out of this already. We would have had these Marxists taken care of, uh, be it you know using the National Guard or what have you. Uh, we would have cracked down on this and life would be back to normal. But because we're okay with it, we're just sitting by and allowing it to happen. We're like, yeah, you know, there are these crazy nut jobs and, you know, the other side of the country or, you know, uh, a state away or however close it is to you. Because we're just like, yeah, I don't like it, but, you know, that's their problem. You're part of the problem. You're part of the reason the country's going down the tubes like this. You're part of the problem that we, we, are basically locked down and having our our government tell us we can and can't do anything. So yeah, I'm, I'm part of me. Like I said earlier, part of me is hoping Biden wins, and that's why. It's because you know what? Because if you think people are awake now, standing up. If you think people right. are awake now, well, usually when you look at Americans, usually they affect change and and things. You know, people stand up, if you will. For example, Pearl Harbor. We didn't really do anything during World War II. We were, you know, gun trading or, you know, doing some guns and supplies and stuff, not really doing anything until Pearl Harbor. Until we were punched in the face, that's when we were like, okay, no, you, this is enough. And that's when we got involved, right? Same situation here. We're, we're kind of more or less just taking little slaps and punches and whatnot. We're not really even, you need a punch in the face. It, it, and what's the punch in the face? Joe Biden winning. And you know what? After that, I after they see what what happens to their economy, after they see what happens to um, your freedoms, your rights, I, I think people might uh, might stand up and it, you may have a, a new wave of, uh, I don't know, freedom, liberty, you know, those kind of things. But um, I'm, I'm concerned that that's what it's going to take. I, I, I was hoping people would wake up to it sooner. Maybe they will. We, we don't know because, the you know, the numbers haven't come in yet. We don't know what the votes look like. Um, I've heard a lot of anecdotal data of, of Republicans lying to pollsters just because they hate media, just because they hate the opposite side that's been lying about them for, um, you know, four plus years. Well, really 12 years. So I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen today. I, I got some predictions. Yeah, I, I guess I do too. I got some uh, uh, some projections here from uh, from Danny Horowitz over at the Blaze. He released his analysis on uh, uh, on everything, and they're saying that uh, Wisconsin. Of course, this was he's comparing it to 2016 results in the same battleground states. So Wisconsin, Clinton was six and a half there this time. All right, this is what they were calling in the polls, right? So they were calling plus six and a half for Clinton in 2016 in Wisconsin. Trump ended up winning by 0.7. So, I mean, big, big difference there, right? There was a, di- a, a big difference. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, they were calling uh, Clinton at 9.5. She ended up eking it out up there by uh, 1.5. Real uh, quick, something m- on Minnesota. Uh, uh-huh. it, Biden was supposed to be done. He was not supposed to be doing any more campaigning. Did you see that he did campaigning in Minnesota? Yeah, he was in Florida. Well, yeah, he was also in Florida, but he went to Minnesota in, as well. Well, he was in Florida and he said hello, Minnesota, when he was in Tampa, Florida. Is that, is that what right, you mean? Right, right. No. He oh, literally, okay. no, he legit did go to Minnesota and Florida. And it was another one that, Pennsylvania, I think. He, In other words, what I'm getting at is by watching what the campaign is doing, you can see what they're concerned about losing. You know, like if they're doing more campaigning in a certain state, that means they're down in that state. So the fact that Biden was supposed to be done with campaigning, his his campaign was more or less supposed to be shut down. And he's done four to six more campaign stops, That's more rallies. Right. He, was, he was supposed to shut everything down. I remember that now. Yeah. They, they announced it so, for a day and then it just kind of disappeared. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so they're out campaigning again, which means 
They're concerned about these locations. You're seeing some of the staffers throw each other under the bus, right? You're you're seeing some of these pollsters come back and say, well, you know, there's this other data. They're they're backpedaling on some of their polls, kind of hedging Because they're going to lose it. Because they're going to lose it. Because they're going to lose. And it, it looks like, you know, the from all the stuff we're seeing, all the rallies we're seeing, all this stuff, it looks like the media has been lying to us this entire time. Say, say it's not so. The media lying to us. Come on. I don't believe that for a second. No, of course not. Uh, Michigan, last time they called uh, Hillary at a 3.6, and Trump ended up winning that state by uh, 0.3. Pennsylvania, key battleground state, right? They're they're saying that uh, Pennsylvania is going to be the big one this time, which, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of electoral votes. But honestly, you're Joe Biden. You go if you're the Biden campaign and you go to Pennsylvania, and you start talking about how you're going to ban fossil fuels. They'll run you out of the state. Believe me, I come from the neighboring state. We don't take kindly to those that say get rid of our fossil fuels. Ohio's a big oil state. Pennsylvania, they called 2.1 for Clinton. Trump ended up winning by 0.7. Media bias, maybe just a just a little bit, just a little bit. Last time, they were calling Ohio, right? My swing state. I'm just going to mention this because I'm from Ohio. They called Trump to win Ohio last time by 2.2. The polls did. He ended up winning it by 8.1. <laughs> just a little bit of a difference there. Just just slightly. Yeah, Same thing with Iowa. Bit. Same thing with Iowa. They called it plus three for Iowa. And he, he ended up walking away from there with a 9.5. So is it is it Ohio or Iowa that does the caucus? Iowa. Or do you both do a caucus? Iowa. OK, so Iowa. We both do a caucus. I, we, we both have a primary. So okay. like a, a big primary. I, it, was, it was during the primary. Yeah, it was yeah, Iowa's, those- Iowa's where it starts. You go to you go to Iowa, okay. you eat corn. That's what they say. Uh, one of the uh, so uh, apologies. I don't remember which state it was exactly, but. One of the guys that was a part of the Cruz campaign, um, the polling guy, if you will, was talking about how um, they were saying uh, Trump would win that one in the primary. Right. And Cruz ended up walking away with like four points or something like that ahead. Like he won that state um, during the primary. Well, there was uh, a a voter group that they weren't uh, tracking, if you will, the, the pollsters. It was the evangelicals that had not voted before. They weren't tracking those ones. And that's why Cruz won, because they they were basically they, they encouraged those voters to vote policy, vote your conscience. And of course, the one that fit closest to their conscience and policy was Cruz. Um, but I, I, I kind of think that is another it, it's going to be a similar thing here. You're going to you have the Trump supporters that are trolling or lying to the media on the polls. So they're saying um, they're going to vote Biden when they're really not. And then you also have those that are not answering the polls at all. But then you also have the evangelical voters that I think um, they're going to continue going for Trump. And I, I don't think those ones are being counted. Typically, they're not counted well. They're 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 just not. So and for whatever reason, whether it's because they don't answer polls or because it's just a bias, I don't know. But yeah, I also I have the project landslide. Yeah, I also have the projected numbers now. These are just projected numbers. These are not final results. And they're set, of course, by the time this airs tomorrow, everyone should know at that point. But uh, does, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, traditionally, it doesn't matter. Hillary Clinton put out a very cryptic tweet yesterday. She said, listen to this. She said, the election is not over until every vote is counted. Okay, so... Uh, Hillary, here, here, here's the problem with your statement. Okay, let's say um, just for the sake of this argument and whatnot, let's say um, you have 170 million votes that you've already kept tallied, and there's another five million to be counted, right? And the winner 
so far has six million ahead. That means that person won, no matter how how many times you recount those votes. That means they won. You're not going to get it off by a million. So those votes don't need to be counted. You're not going to be able to win with those votes. Period. So um, she's a, she's a little off there. You can there. There's scenarios where you don't call, count all the votes, and you know who won. They've got caches of ballots all over those blue cities, man, ready to go. You, you know they do. Which They've is, got warehouses full of those yeah. damn things. That's why I was pointing out Philly and the way how they're counting stuff and not allowing the the poll watchers to be there while they're counting the mail-in ballots. I, I mean, with the here's here's oh, look, the problem. We with, just with found eight. Uh, we just found 18 million ballots underneath of a car seat. They don't even have to do that. But based on what they've changed, they've changed how they count the votes there. Okay, they've changed it to where a mail-in ballot doesn't even have to have a postal mark or a signature matching the name. They don't have to have any of those things. So literally, they could go in, take the ballots that are for Trump, replace them with a ballot that they just filled out right there on the spot. That has no postmark and no signature, and it's counted. Tell me this is not fraud, <laughs> please. Tell me this is not fraud. How, how is that? How's that some kind of a legit election? I mean, people people laugh at the, that kind of stuff. They in other countries, you know, they they laugh at that kind of stuff because it's just how it, ridiculous it is. Another thing that I'm I'm legit concerned about, and this is I'm I'm for free and fair elections, right? I'm for that. One of the things I'm actually concerned about is with so much mail in voting that's that's happening. Let's say someone does mail-in vote, and um, for example, some states require you to have your ballot inside an envelope and inside of another envelope. So you you have to have a two-envelope system when you mail it in. The the thing I'm concerned about is what if you're new to the state, or you just don't know how the process works, or you just flat forgot you only put one envelope there. Well, if you don't have two envelopes, it's thrown out. And if this goes to the Supreme Court. Uh, some of these new rules that they've changed here during the election are going to get thrown out, which means there's going to be a lot of votes that are potentially not going to be counted. And I'm concerned about the ones that are legitimate votes, you know, that are they're not the ones that were ballot harvested or any of those kind of things. It's a legit someone sent it in and their votes not being counted. I'm I'm concerned about that legitimately, which is why I was so against the mail in ballot, because not only can it be harvested and they can change your vote, but also uh, there's so many different procedures that your ballot could be lost or it could be thrown out because that's just what happens with uh, the um, absentee ballots. A, a large portion of those actually get thrown out because they just didn't follow procedure uh, uh, fully. Some of the uh, some of the predictions. And these are just again, these are just predictions. I know we got a little bit of a tangent there. Wisconsin, they're calling it plus six point six for Biden right now. The projected result as of right now is 0.6 for Trump. Minnesota, that, that's a big margin. Minnesota, the projected version, excuse me, the projected stance right now for Biden is 4.3. They're calling that one a Trump win. They're saying that Minnesota will flip. Michigan, they're saying that Biden will hold Michigan. And with Whitmer, I, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a question mark on on Michigan. The yeah. projected results uh, that right now, Biden's holding at a 4.2, according to polls. OK, so they're calling it 0.3 of a Biden win. So maybe, maybe I I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's possible. Yeah. Like the lockdowns that that's the lockdowns is the thing that I'm I'm you know, it's like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This year is unique because of the pandemic and the lockdowns. Because of that, 
the polls could be wildly inaccurate. Yeah. And to that point, which we can talk about this here in a minute, um, Governor Whitmer up there in Michigan, she says that she's uh, implementing she's implementing new covid restrictions that could send violators to jail. So she's going to bypass the court ruling. Okay, lady, that's the way you want to play it. All right. They're saying that Biden will hold Michigan. According to early predictions, they're saying that he he will hold Michigan. So we will see. I don't know. Her decision right now on that, that might affect something. Who knows? Pennsylvania. This is the big one that they're saying. Biden currently has a 1.2 lead in Pennsylvania. They're saying that it's going to go the other way. Trump at a 1.6 is the projected result. Ohio. I knew my people wouldn't let me down if this is right. Trump is right now holding Ohio, they're saying, at a 1.4, which I, I can see that, right? It's Ohio, for crying out loud. I, I'm talking to people from Ohio every day, and they're telling me they haven't seen one single Biden-Harris sign anywhere. Everything's Trump. It's a wave of just Trump stuff. There's Trump stores in towns everywhere. There's no Biden stores, for crying out loud. They're saying that the projected results of Ohio will be Trump (laughs) 7.3. So it's going to go even bigger than it did last time. And I can believe that. Yeah. You know, uh, to your point uh, about the stores, there's no Biden stores. That's because they're all too scared to go out. So (laughs) right, they'd go broke. Yeah, you're right. Iowa, they're saying that uh, Trump's holding the same lead in in Iowa 1.4. They're saying that he he's projected to go 7.9 in Iowa this time around. Uh, And a big one here, a a big one. And this was a big one last time during uh, the Hillary Clinton race in 2016. Uh, Here's the 2016 number. And I want you to hear this. The 2016 number for the state of Maine. Okay, Maine. You hear me? Maine is is very, very Democrat. Right. That is a that is old Democrat money up there in that state. Maine. Trump had the result or had the average of zero point five. According to the polls in 2016, he walked away with Maine in the final results of the the election at a ten point four. That's the biggest margin we've seen this time around. They're saying that Biden has a three point five percentage Uh, excuse me, a 3.5 average in the state of Maine. But the projected result is Trump to walk away with a 6.4. So Maine's going to slide back the other way again, again. And here's the other one. Here's the other key one to watch. And I know that this this might not mean much or or anything like that. I, I get it because it's only five electoral votes. All right. It's only five. West Virginia. Watch West Virginia. And the reason I say that coal mining state, has been absolutely decimated by Democrat policies for a hundred years, literally a hundred years. That state has gone blood red in the last two presidential elections, the last two in a landslide. I think the last time around it was like 98% or something. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. In, in, all my life, it hell, in all my grandparents' lives, they said, we've never seen West Virginia go red, ever. And it's gone blood red in the last two presidential elections. The, the second term of Obama, because of Joe the Plumber. Yeah, you remember him? Yeah, Joe the Plumber. And uh, this t- last time around, because Hillary Clinton, they don't like her, right? And she's back out there rearing her ugly head again. They don't like her. So watch West Virginia. I Honestly, I think West Virginia is going to go red again, again. That's what I'm seeing right now. And honestly, aside from all this polling stuff, because I, I don't really buy the polls, but aside from all this polling stuff, I think it's going to be a Trump landslide. I, I really do believe that. Yeah, I, I agree. The The polls, I think, were a psyop. Um, I, I think they were uh, they were trying to affect the vote, if you will, um, basically discourage uh, Republicans from going out and voting Republican you know, for Trump. Honestly, that was that could easily backfire as well. If Democrats think they're going to win, you know, why do I need to go out and vote then? 
But the same effect could happen on the Republican side. Typically, though, Republicans, I don't uh, the average Republican voter that I I know personally, they're kind of bullheaded a little bit when you tell them they're going to lose. They don't roll over and say, "Okay, I'm going to lose. They they typically double down and fight harder, if you will. So I'm not really sure that that the media trying to do their psyop is really going to work like they think. I think it's going to backfire and you're going to see more Republican turnout. You're going to see, I I'm, I'm, I really think you're going to see a large, this is probably going to be the largest number of Democrats voting for a Republican and the largest turnout of Republicans uh, for this. Just because, look at, look at it this way. Before the pandemic hit, we had the greatest economy we've had in American history, or at least since the 1950s, right? It, this is the greatest we've seen in a very long time. The lowest unemployment rate, across the board, uh, minorities, everybody. The pandemic happened. We lost all that because of the shutdowns, because of the lockdowns, which were governors, mayors, and that sort of thing. But then we're back to the same numbers. Uh, the GDP has recovered within uh, 1.9 to 2 percentage points. We're almost back to where we were before the pandemic. We're, we're right on the cusp. The American people see that. A large portion of the voters... Uh, are are more concerned about the economy than they are some of the other things that we talk about. You know, they're they're not aware or don't pay attention to what we talk about. Uh, mainly because their only newsfeed is either social media or uh, the mainstream media. Um, so yeah, all that to conclude. Uh, I don't believe the polls, and I think it's going to be uh, Trump. He's going to. It's going to be a landslide victory. I think. It, it, I would not be surprised if. Uh, a lot of these, uh, they're saying blue states are going to win by 11 points or Biden's going to win by so-and-so, exactly as we were saying here. It's going to be the exact opposite of that. And Trump's going to win those by either half or the same points that they're saying Biden's going to win. I, I, I just, just looking at the anecdotal data and, and the other data that we have um, on hand and the previous elections, um, I, I, I just, it, my gut says Trump's going to win in a landslide. Let's, uh, let's spend a little bit here of the last, uh, last little portion here on, uh, on some COVID stuff. I, I want to talk about, uh, Gretchen Whitmer because Michigan's up for, for grabs, right? So I, I want to talk about her and it's possible that, uh, that Michigan could flip this time around. And, and honestly, I think this might be a reason as to why. People want all this garbage to stop. They want it all to end. As I said, Governor Whitmer up there, she has decided that she's going to implement new restrictions. She's following kind of like what the, some of these European countries are doing, like where I'm at at the moment, following all this this crap, which, by the way, hairdressers here are still open. Barbershops still open. They didn't close those. But um, some of the other places they they close, uh, like tattoo parlors and, and things like that. It's just it, it's stupid is all it is. It's just damn stupid. Updated restrictions in the state of Michigan. This is what's going to happen. OK, so because... Because we didn't push hard enough the first time around, well, they're going to push back even harder this time. So when, as Bruce said, when you don't stand up, well, this is what you get. Now, and, and you say, well, wait a minute, uh, you're not out there in the streets. I'm doing all I know how to do. If we want to take this fight out to the streets, brother, I'm with you there. OK, I, I'm arm in arm with you out there. I don't give a damn where you come from. I don't care if you're from America. I don't care if you're from Germany. I don't care if you're from Italy, France, Spain. I don't give a damn. We've got a problem. We've got a common problem. And we need to fix it. We got to put all our differences aside. We'll fight over that later. We got to deal with these people, these sellouts. <clears throat> As I was saying before I get too un unhinged here, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services issued the updated guidance list, the guidance list. Right now, guidance, guidance 
is kind of um, let's start with that term, right? Right. Because that to me is a little bit misleading. Guidance to me suggests that they're recommending something as in we're we're giving you a, a set of guidelines to take upon yourself. And, and, you know, this is what we think that you should do. This is not guidance. This is an order. So let's just start with that. This is not a guidance list. This is an order is what this is, an illegal order at that. So they updated the guidance list last Thursday, requiring dine-in restaurants, barbershops, salons, tattoo shops, businesses that provide in-home services like cleaning or repairs, gyms, and entertainment facilities to record the personal information of each patron or client. The mandate also forces such businesses to deny services to any customer who does not provide, at a minimum, their name and phone number. Might as well just have the Stasi there or the Gestapo. You might as well, because that's who's going to come and collect the information and come after you. Officials claimed the information would be used to, quote, aid contact tracing. Aid contact tracing for, for what? The order is so broad, in fact, that it essentially applies to everyone in the state of Michigan. Upon request, businesses, schools, and other facilities must provide names and phone numbers of individuals with possible COVID-19 exposure to the state health department and local health departments to aid in contact tracing and case investigation efforts. Businesses or individuals who violate the order may be subject to jail time. Violation of this order is a misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment for not more than six months or a fine of not more than $200. Well, gee, which one do you think they're going to take? Or both, the order reads. The illegal order reads, excuse me. I had to correct myself there. The updated restriction also limits non-residential indoor gatherings to just 50 people, down from 500. Can't go back to church. And states, for all non-residential gatherings, if attendees are seated at tables, no more than six persons may share a table and tables must be spaced at a minimum of six feet apart. Um, so first, uh, right off the bat, personally, um, if I were living in that um, hellhole, um, <laughs> I would be... Really lay it out there, Bruce. Go ahead. Uh, civil dis- disobedience. So let's say you want to go to your favorite restaurant and they're requiring you to give your information, right? They're not checking your ID, number one. So tell them a false name, number one. Number two, use one of the false phone lines that are out there. There, There's plenty of phones uh, services that people have out there that look like legitimate numbers. I personally like 8675309. That's that's my favorite number to call. That one, that one would be known. I mean, that one might be known, especially with, uh, you know, some of the older generations and whatnot. They may understand that, that, but there's phone lines out there for, for example, you have some creep uh, hitting on you at a bar or something, right? There's numbers that you can send those types to. So, you know, Google around and you can find numbers that, you know, for example, there's a Seattle radio station that you can give out that uh, the loser line. I don't know if some of these are still active. These are can just examples. Out, can I give out NPR's number? I mean, yeah, you could uh, give out a false number as long as it's not an 800 number. Usually, you know, that that's going to be a, a dead giveaway. Yeah. Uh, but you give out those numbers, you know, a fake number like that, that's uh, you know, uh, it has a, a false recording or something. So basically, you're not giving out your personal information. That's one way to civilly disobey. Another way to civilly disobey as a uh, business is um, not do any of those things. Or yeah. for that matter, create your own list and do exactly what I just said. You know, um, the the other things you could do is like not wear a mask, uh, not socially distance, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to socially distance anyway. I, I don't like being around up close to 
strangers, but you know, that's me. So there, there are things you can do to civilly disobey, right? Just don't follow the orders. Go back to life as normal. If you have a large number of people doing that, what, what are they going to do? They're going to arrest all of you. They're going to, they, they don't have the numbers to, um, arrest you no they have the media to promote the fear that they have the numbers they don't yeah it's always a minority i mean it goes back to what we were saying earlier about uh, the bolshevik armed insurrection not the revolution the armed insurrection they don't have the numbers they know they don't have the numbers i mean hell biden's out there giving speeches to empty parking lots obama's giving uh, megaphone speeches on street corners where in the hell ever he was to five people they don't have the numbers it's not there they have the media the media's in the bag for them they've got the media this is about a minority trying to convince the majority that we are the minority we're not we have the power they know that we have the power it's just we aren't recognizing that we do have it they have control but they don't have any power they want absolute power they want unconditional surrender that's what they want You're wondering, where does all this go? That's where it goes. If you don't push back on it, then you're going to get everything you deserve out of it. And that's what it'll be. I I liken it to a steer. Bull comes out of the uh, the cage. Okay, you know, you got him all penned up in in his little uh, his little thing there. And you're you're walking him down to another field. All you can do is scare him down to that other field. That's all you can do. Same thing with the rest of the cattle that are in that herd. All you can do is scare them. You get behind them and you start yelling and, and, you know, whipping up all the, you know, whatever. Why do you think we have bull whips? It's designed to scare them, not hit them. The crack of the whip scares them. That's all it's for. But when you're a rancher or you're a farmer and you're scaring that herd and that herd's all moving in the same direction and that bull stops with his big horns and he turns around and he looks right at you, the first thing you do is you get nervous. Your heart drops, drops down into your stomach. Your pulse increases. Your pupils dilate. You get yeah, short of breath because pants too. you might need to change your pants because if that bull charges you, what's going to happen to you? Uh-huh. You're going to get those horns. Yeah. We are that bull. We are that cattle. We have that power. They do not. All they have is is fear and screaming and whip cracking. That's all they've got. And that's all that they have to, to work with here. And speaking of scaring people and, and whip cracking and, and <laughs> yeah. getting the uh, the herd to do what the what is expected of them. GP, how you doing? Fantastic. Just got back from a uh, a few miles on my training. So pretty good. Little flush, good as you can you. see. Yeah, it's good. It's good oh, to see you. you. It's been a while. Uh, yes. How are things you, every you doing week? Well, uh, yes, yes. Uh, just uh, doing 15 to 20s every day is with a full pack has been it's 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 a little rough. Uh huh. How, how are the uh, I, I know you're probably not paying attention, but today's a very important day. Today um, is. Uh, oh, right, right, right. It's that <laughs> today's, guy. Today's election day, GP. And it's. Oh, uh, oh I was I thought it was somebody's birthday and I forgot. Dang you it, thought was, it was somebody's yeah, birthday. You almost had me. Yeah, you had me. I'm sure it is somebody's birthday somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Elections. But, uh, today's election. You day, think those yeah. are real? Think those are real? Well, I, I mean, we played a clip earlier of uh, of some people, you know, the average uh, lunatic. I mean, voter uh, being asked oh, uh, yes. on, the, on the streets of New York uh, if they believe that we should have free and fair elections, and, and they said yes, they believe that we should have free and fair elections. But when they were mm-hmm. asked uh, if there's voter fraud and Trump wins, do you think that um, do you think that people should accept the results? And they said, well, no, absolutely not. And then, of course, they flipped the uh, the shoe onto the other foot and said, well, if there's massive voter fraud and, and Biden wins, would you accept the results? And they said, well, yeah. So are they real? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, the difficulty, I since I've got friends on 
both sides of the spectrum uh, and the extremist by and far. I would expect you, you to. Know, You're in California. You are in a you are in I deep, mean, deep enemy territory out there. No, actually, you're to be surprised how many tr- closet Trump supporters there are. It is insane yes. how many Beverly members. Hills. I've been to a few of the rallies. I've been to Beverly a few of the Hills. rallies. They've got. Oh, do you know how Trump they twisted parades. it? OK, do you know how they twisted that? How? The local news. How? Just you because know. it was a Trump parade down Rodeo as it far was as the a, eye could okay, see. Okay, Trump supporters came into Beverly Hills to threaten everybody and let oh, them know God. that they will burn Beverly Hills oh to the God. ground if Come they don't on. vote Trump. I'm not Come joking. On. I just got I just got called last night from a friend of mine. He doesn't know exactly where I live, and he didn't. He knew I was in the hills, and uh, he's like trying to warn me that these Trump supporters might take me out. Wow. They, they've got people I'm, so terrified. I just I don't even know what to say to that. man. I'm, I'm actually hearing that a lot from the left, uh, like some of the left social media uh, locations. They're saying exactly that. They're saying, oh, the Trump supporters are going to go out and riot and shoot people and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, where are you guys getting this information? I know no Trump supporter that is out looking for violence. They're wanting the violence to end and stop with the riots and all the nonsense. All the all the violence that we've been seeing here uh, in the U.S. lately has all been Antifa, BLM type, you know, typically left leaning individuals. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently it's actually the Trump voters that are out there destroying things and destroying businesses and which totally contradicts their own belief system and policies that they're voting for. But yeah, it's it's crazy. And they believe it. It's 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 insane. I, I mean, seriously, I think I've told you guys this before that I have friends that will consist no matter how many times I show them the, you know, that nine minute long video of Trump denouncing white supremacists, KKK, David Duke, and in multiple different scenarios that he's doing this. And I tell them, I go, look, this is him denouncing it. Well, you know, that's fake. You know, that's not real. <laughs> that's, that's fake. That's, that's just that's, him that's pandering. It's fake. I'm like, okay. You know what? And then I go, what about Biden? You want to talk about the busing at what he voted against in busing? You want to talk about how he doesn't want his kids to go to school with black children because it'll turn into a jungle? He stated this. It's on record. He said that. And then I go, he said that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, he's he's been a very strong racist. He's been called racist Joe pretty much my whole life. Or as he said, he's, if you um, don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah, he well, said you ain't that. black. He did say that. He's also passed, you know, the crime bill, right? You know, that's really targeted the yep. minority communities. I yep. mean, I'm not saying, you know, it's a law and we have to follow it, but it really did target minority groups because how it dare it? If you steal a freaking loaf of bread to feed your family, you're going to prison for life. That's wrong. Well, was it okay? Let, let me ask you this because California. I know you guys, the person may have stole three times before and whatever. Right. Well, yeah, we've that's taken exact, that. We've taken that's exactly that what I want. That's exactly what I wanted to, to talk about there. The three strike law in California. Okay, mm-hmm. you had the three strike law in California. I remember when they brought that in, and it was exactly mm-hmm. what you said. I mean, a guy got sent to prison for life for stealing a pizza. I literally saw that. Yeah, he he stole a pizza. And he got sent to prison. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Was this? You know, if part you're of stealing the- food, I don't think food should be in that group. No, I agree. Anyway, I agree. I agree. If it's- if you're having to, but as long as there's no programs to out there for you to reach, like if if the city has like soup kitchens and and food banks and all this, and you're still stealing, then you're a criminal. And we have, but if they don't have, and if they don't have enough food, yeah, we have. Well, WIC is for is for women with infant children. Correct. And that's that's a totally different thing. Again. Most, Things they're stolen are by men. Yes. So, but we also we have that program, so you won't have stealing in that front, right? Because you can apply there if you have 
mm-hmm. if you have children and you, mm-hmm. you need to feed them, that program mm-hmm. is there. That's my point. Yeah, there's pro- there's also we have also we have EBT and we know that it's horribly, horribly abused. The whole EBT system. Mm-hmm. Right. We know that that's mm-hmm. there. Food stamp program. Of course, everything's rolled into like EBT and stuff. Now we have all of these things. We don't have a starving population. We have an obesity epidemic. No, we have the starving population. You just you just don't understand that they're just not big <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. When you are five by five, you're starving. Uh, yes. Yes, that's that's true. <laughs> and, and I can see that I can see you holding back the smile on your face. Yes. All right. Uh, we are going to have to jump out of here. I appreciate you jumping in here at the last few minutes. Uh, nice of you to join us okay. this afternoon. But uh, yeah, we're going to have to go. We would like to uh, extend an invitation to the listeners to drop us a line. If you'd like to get in contact with us at any point in time, you can do so by dropping us a line at tips at dynamic Attention GP. Really? I had to. I, had, I You haven't been here in a while, so <laughs> I had to. I know. Do you know how hard it is going to be out on trail? To yeah, get, it's going to be difficult. We'll, we'll make sure that it's that email gets... We, I will put the rule in the box so it gets forwarded to your number and then you can just, you know... Uh-huh. You can- Okay. Um, and we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, but we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass this along to friends, family, known associates, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, with the exception of SoundCloud. And I will continue to say that. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce and GP, thank you guys for your time. And I'm hoping... For a landslide. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.